gentlemen, this is the Trucker Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and trending. I'm your host, Doug Fulman in Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the Trucker Podcast. This is October the 10th at 9.05 a.m. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me this Saturday morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Now, I've talked about this on, on my podcast, um, the truth and reconciliation um, holiday, uh, which coincides with the residential school system and the federal government here in Canada um, come up with a federal holiday and that set, uh, that was on September the 30th and how important it is to recognize the events that took place from the mid-1800s. The school, last school closing in 1996 of these residential schools. And the things that happened to these children, to these indigenous children. So the Prime Minister of Canada made September 30th a holiday. Now, our prime minister decided that he was going to take a holiday on that very day. Instead of addressing the nation. Instead of addressing the importance of the holiday. Now, this was, this was in the news, and of course, you know, the news media is going to run with this. He was even invited to ceremonies, which these invitations went unanswered. Now, whether he was out in British Columbia, whether he was still in Ottawa, or wherever he went in the country, on September the 30th, the Prime Minister of Canada should have addressed the nation. And he should, he should have addressed the indigenous people of Canada, which he did not. Bonehead move? Yes. Did he upset a lot of people? Yes, he did. 
did he make a finally make a public apology? Yeah, he made a public apology. Maybe too little too late, but after the fact. You know, as a leader of a country and you implement this new holiday, then he needed to take the responsibility to address the nation on the truth and reconciliation. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. So in, in the past, I guess, couple, well, week and a bit, um, September 30th, you've probably been on my show. Um, you heard me talk, you've heard me talk about the truth and reconciliation of the uh, residential schools that ran from the mid 1800s and the last residential school closing in 1996 and the prime minister of Canada making September the 30th, a, uh, a national holiday, a federal holiday. And the prime minister went on holidays on that day, but he did not address the nation on the importance of the truth and reconciliation. He did not attend any ceremonies that he was invited to by the indigenous com uh, communities. And the, you know, you see, ladies and gentlemen, when this, this day in the importance of truth and reconciliation with the indigenous people of Canada is so important. I mean, this is something that we as Canadians never learned about in our, in our schools. It was not taught in our history classes. Now, the prime minister decides for whatever reasons not to address the nation. I don't care if he was still in Ottawa. I don't care if he was in British Columbia. I don't care if he was out in Newfoundland. Wherever he was, on September the 30th, he should have been addressing the nation. He's the one who made this the holiday. He's the one who wants to have truth and reconciliation with the indigenous people of Canada. He is the one who made it a national statutory holiday. Was it a bonehead move by not addressing the nation, by not addressing the indigenous communities, the indigenous people? Yeah, it was a bonehead move. He should apology. He should have made the public apology that day on September 30th. But he did it afterwards. An apology, my bad, my mistake. I should have addressed the nation. I should have addressed, more importantly, he should have, 
address the indigenous people of Canada. He does it later. Now the indigenous communities, indigenous peoples and indigenous leaders, you know, too little too late. Some are going on to say apology not accepted. He had the opportunity. And when an opportunity arises, you take that opportunity, especially when you're the prime minister. Now, I kind of thought myself is like, okay, you know, this is September the 30th. This is the statutory holiday. And where's our prime minister? Well, he was out in, in British Columbia visiting family. And not doing what he should have done. But that's water under the bridge. I mean, he did come out. He did make his apologies. And hopefully next September the 30th, the prime minister, when he's invited to um, indigenous communities and partake in their ceremonies, and in address the nation on the importance of truth and reconciliation, I hope next September the 30th, he does just that. Because you don't want to make that mistake twice in being a leader of Canada. Now, some good news coming out here, um, here in Ontario, where I reside, Ontario, Canada. Now, over the past several months, um, we have um, slowly um, lifting social restrictions and putting in place when we're lifting these restrictions um, such as for bars and restaurants, movie theaters, gyms, sporting events that you must be fully vaccinated, have your vaccine certificate and ID in order to go to a restaurant, to dine in, to go to the gym, movie theaters, sporting events. Capacity limits was at, for an example, 10,000, then only 5,000 could attend that sporting event fully vaccinated individuals only. Now, I 
suspected that, you know, the, the Ontario government and the top healthcare official here in this province um, would just, you know, when, when you, when you have these capacity restrictions that you let them go for some time and see how things are working out. Now, lifting capacity restrictions on a short term, we've seen what happened, you know, when here in Ontario, when we lifted restrictions, capacities or just lifting restrictions, we only found ourselves back in square one. Shutting down non-essential businesses, closing schools, all these things happened, you know, three times throughout this pandemic. Now, with the new rules in place, when it comes to indoor dining and going to the gym and movie theaters and sporting events, you have to be fully vaccinated. And you have to provide that proof. So just announced yesterday, the government and the top health official here in Ontario, Canada, starting today that they are lifting the capacity restrictions for venues used for concerts, sports, and movie theaters. So that means Um, our, our hockey arena here in the city of London holds 9,100 people. Last night's game, there was 4,500 people because that was the limit at the time because it didn't, these new, uh, lifting these restrictions didn't happen until after midnight. So starting today. So next home game, hockey game, the Budweiser Gardens downtown can have 9,100 people because that's that's the capacity of that arena. All other sporting events when it comes to um, football or whatever the case may be, there's no limit on, like, on the capacity. But you have to be fully vaccinated. Whether this is too soon to lift these, these restrictions for these venues, for the concert venues, theaters and cinemas, spectator area facilities for sports or recreational fitness, not including gyms or personal training. Now all the meeting event spaces, indoor meeting and event spaces will still need to limit capacity to the number that can maintain a physical distance because of the size uh, of, of those indoor meeting rooms. Now, when it comes to the horse track races, car races, and other similar venues, commercial uh, film and television productions with studio audiences, certain outdoor settings that have a capacity below 20,000, and of course, proof of vaccination is required for the venues where 100% capacity is allowed.
So this is what the Ontario government is doing. Um, hopefully, hopefully, um, this works out well. Not just being fully vaccinated in order to attend these venues. Mask mandates are still in place. Unless you are eating or drinking. Other than that, you will still have to wear your mask. Now, the previously indoor spaces such as banquet halls, movie theaters, sporting venues, film productions, whatever, was limited to 50% capacity or 10,000 people, whichever is less. Now for the outdoor venues where, where patrons stand, capacity limits were 75% or 15,000 people. And this was increased to 75% or 30,000 people for outdoor events where patrons are seated. Now, they're talking about, you know, as we continue to see more people here in Ontario roll up their sleeves with over 22 million doses administered, Our government is cautiously lifting capacity limits in selected settings. Now, 22 million doses administered, so approximately 11,000, or sorry, 11 million people that live here in Ontario, Canada, are fully vaccinated out of 16 million that live in this province. This is why, you know, we're able to move forward. And I hope this is caution enough. Now, when it comes to, you know, the rules set out by the province, the health units, the government, you know, whatever, the top doctors, um, it's really unfortunate that, you know, we still, you know, for an example, uh, with a restaurant, um, refusing to follow the rules and what happens is that after so many warnings are given, you're ultimately going to be shut down. And this is what happened to a restaurant out in British Columbia. Failure, failure to comply. After so many warnings giving or given, the restaurant was shut down by the health officials. The rule is that the rule 
is that fully vaccinated are allowed to dine in restaurants. That's the rule. If the restaurant and people don't want to follow it, this is what happens. Here in Ontario, we don't have any sort of deadline, right? We don't have any sort of deadline, you know, uh, when they'll say, okay, you know, anybody can go into a restaurant, stuff like that. You know, that's not going to happen. Here in Ontario with these, with these rules, are going to run through the fall, the winter, and into the springtime. Capacity limits being lifted for certain venues. And for fully vaccinated individuals, they feel that it is working. There has been no trace of COVID at these venues. Restaurants alike. I think it's a great idea, whether you're going to the gym, movie theaters, restaurants, bars, whatever the case may be, right? And I talked about this the other day on my podcast when it comes to these anti-vaxxers out there. And I'm talking about people who are making it their personal choice not to be vaccinated. And making a fuss about it, protesting about it, which they can, you can protest. You protest all you want, because nothing's going to change. Not going to change it just for you, because you decide on a personal preference that you're not going to get vaccinated. And I talked about when it comes to the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Now, when I talked about on on that with the Ontario Human Rights Commission, personal preference and singular beliefs not protected. Now, I I also talked about, you know, when people for personal preferences and singular beliefs, you know, when they're out protesting 
and they're chanting away about their civil liberties, their human rights. See, they don't take the time to look at the Ontario Human Rights Commission. They don't even take the time to look at the Constitution. They just assume that it's against their liberties and freedoms. It's against their human rights. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I take the time to look up what the Ontario Human Rights Commission says. I take the time to look at the Canadian Constitution and what is in the Canadian Constitution. And in part, what is in, in the Canadian Constitution, every single province and every single territory has an emergency act, whether it's federal or provincial. And when it comes down to something that is going to affect us health-wise or even natural disasters, they have to have an emergency order act. And if, and if people take a look, when you take a look back at, at 1917 with the Spanish flu, and you see what, what they did, they did exactly what we have, what we are doing today. When it comes down to, to shutting down non-essential businesses, closing schools, mask wearing, putting these rules in, because that's all they had. There was, they, there was, there was no vaccines in 1917. So they did everything they possibly could. So when it comes to the emergency order acts, whether it's provincial or federal, whether people like it or not, and it's really, you know, it's unfortunate for a lot of people. We've gone through a tough time. It is the, it is the responsibility of the government to protect its citizens. So we have to shut down non-essential businesses. We have to close schools. We have to keep the medical available. We have to keep pharmacies open, grocery stores open. We have to keep the necessity of life running. And of course, with this restaurant out in British Columbia, and of course, it's the anti-vaxxers who are complaining that this restaurant got shut down because he was allowing unvaccinated people into his restaurant when that was against the law. I even talked about it for the healthcare workers people who work in retirement homes, 
nursing homes, hospitals. The mandated rules being put in place, especially in the healthcare, that you must be fully vaccinated or face termination or suspensions until you are. And especially people who working who are working with the elderly. How in the world can you justify working in a healthcare setting and not being vaccinated? That is just mind boggling to me. I certainly wouldn't want some anti-vaxxer working in a facility if I have loved ones there and putting their health and potentially their life at risk because of your personal preference. Whether these facilities are government ran or whether they are independent, the people are putting these policies in place for a reason. And especially in the healthcare, hospitals, nursing homes, retirement homes. The other day, 80 workers were suspended without pay because they are not vaccinated. And it is because of their personal preference. What jobs do they have? Well, they work at, they work in the healthcare. They work in retirement homes and nursing homes, hospitals. When a corporation or any business, they all have policies. And when you work for a corporation, or a business, you are to follow those policies. Just set aside the, the vaccine policy. Any policies that the company that you work for, you are to adhere by them. That's why they have policies in place, workplace policies. Whatever they add to their policies, you are to adhere by them. Plain and simple. Now, even when it when it when it comes to um, people who um, end up being suspended or end up being um, terminated because of their personal preferences, they don't want to get vaccinated.
you can be suspended or fired. And it's just the same as people who right now um, who are working from home. If the company tells you that you have to come back to the office and you refuse, you have abandoned your job and you will not get severance pay and you will not get any employment insurance. That is the law. The same goes when the company puts the policy in place of being vaccinated. That is a company policy and that is a policy that you have to adhere to. Whether you like it or not. Medical exemptions. There's only two. The one is is that you had had a, an allergic reaction to the vaccine or you have inflammation of the heart. Those are two medical exemptions. There's no medical exemption for personal preferences or singular beliefs. The Ontario Human Rights Commission relevant human rights laws recognize the importance of balancing people's rights to non-discrimination uh, sorry non-discrimination and civil liberties with public health and safety including the need to address evidence-based risks associated with COVID-19. Now, receiving the COVID-19 vaccine is voluntary. And at the same time, the Ontario Human Rights Commission's position is that a person who chooses not to be vaccinated based on personal preferences does not have the right to accommodation under the code. I don't know how many times I got to say this. I got to say this until I'm blue in the face to these anti-vaxxers out there. Now, hopefully this works today. No? Okay. That's fine. So, and while the code prohibits discrimination based on creed, personal preferences or singular beliefs do not amount to a creed for the purpose of the code. Now, going back to, you know, here in Ontario where we're lifting the capacity for sporting events, movie theaters, 
And that is that you are fully vaccinated, that you can attend those games or the movie theater. With proof of vaccination, with the certificate that you have gotten when after you've gotten your second your second dose, 14 days afterwards. And then like the rest of us, you can join us. When we talk about our rights, well, here's my right. I have the right not to get COVID from you anti-vaxxers. That's my right. I don't care if the anti-vaxxers out there like it or not. I really don't. Because you're not getting any empathy from me. And for the millions other Ontarians who have gotten fully vaccinated, you're not getting any empathy from them. At this at this point in time, at this stage of where we are, if you choose. If you choose not to, that's your problem. We're simply just going to ignore you. And we're going to keep moving forward with or without you. Plain and simple. Now, this weekend here, ladies and gentlemen, is our Thanksgiving long weekend here in Canada. Monday is the official holiday. October the 12th is Thanksgiving. Now, I came across this article that four ways Canadian Thanksgiving differs from American Thanksgiving. Now, in the United States, and if you're on my show from the United States, Thanksgiving is one of the biggest holidays of the year. But did you know that Canada celebrates Thanksgiving too? And here are a few of the key differences between American and Canadian Thanksgiving. First one, the Canadian Thanksgiving is in October, which is this weekend, and on a Monday. Canadian Thanksgiving happens a full month and a half before American Thanksgiving on the second Monday in October, actually Monday, October the 11th, 2021. Since the beginning of Thanksgiving holiday, its date has been moved several times. 
from midweek in April to a Thursday in November until 1957 when the Canadian government officially declared that Thanksgiving will occur on the second Monday in October. This was to ensure that Thanksgiving and another Canadian holiday, Remembrance Day, November 11th, would no longer overlap. Because it's important, you know, with these two holidays, it's important that, you know, we have a separate celebration, you know, in, in remembrance on November the 11th, Remembrance Day, that these two don't go together. Just like over the past years, when it came to the Santa Claus parade, it would end up on Remembrance Day, and that's not right. You can have a Santa Claus parade anytime, but Remembrance Day is always November the 11th. And it should be separate. Today, Canadian Thanksgiving lines up with Columbus Day and Indigenous Peoples Day in the United States, which was also held on the second Monday in October, if you didn't know that, in the United States. The second one here, American and Canadian Thanksgiving have different but similar origins. Everyone seems to know the story of the first American Thanksgiving in 1621. But did you know how Canadian Thanksgiving came about? In fact, the first Canadian Thanksgiving may have even predated the Pilgrims' big meal. And the tradition of Thanksgiving originated with the Harvest Festival here in the autumn. Celebration meant to show appreciation for the bountiful harvest of the season. However, Canadian Thanksgiving was originally less about celebrating the harvest and more about thanking God for keeping early explorers safe as they ventured into the new world. But it's more about the harvest. And in that sense of Thanksgiving, the earliest report of such a dinner dates back to 1578, when the English explorer Martin Frobisher and his crew held a special meal to thank God for granting them safe passage through northern North America into what is today the Canadian territory of Nunavut. And the first Thanksgiving after Canadian Confederation didn't happen until April 1872. When the holiday was observed, was observed to celebrate the recovery of the Prince of Wales from serious illness. And today the tradition of Thanksgiving has come full circle. And it's primarily seen as a time to gather the family. Mark the start of autumn and celebrate the good food of the season. Now, when it comes to Thanksgiving gatherings here in Ontario, when it comes to the gatherings, for indoor, of course, you know, sitting at the table with family. 
25 people inside, 100 people outside. Those are the rules. And that's from last year where it was just the household only. This third Thanksgiving is a little more low-key here in Canada. Thanksgiving is one of the biggest holidays of the year in the United States with the huge parades, massive fest, feast, and football. But it's decidedly low-key in Canada, although the holiday is still widely celebrated in Canada and it's a statutory holiday in most of the country. Canadians' approach to Thanksgiving is a bit more laid back. Now, there are exceptions are the Atlantic provinces where the holiday is an optional day off and in Quebec where the holiday isn't as popular overall. Well, I have no idea why it's not popular overall. I mean, you get a day off and you get to celebrate the bounty. And we can also take take time and reflect back on our farmers and the workers that work on the land to get these crops off the land from field to fork. And we can thank the hardworking people, the immigration people, people who come here from other countries to work. How are you doing today? I'm your host, Doug. Hello. Okay. So anyways, I can't, I can't hear you. Are you there? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to call in, you have to say something. Hello. Okay, but thank you for calling in. So, about Thanksgiving here in Canada, right? So, it involves families gathering to eat turkey and celebrate the harvest. But relatives don't tend to travel as far across the country like they might in the United States. And because the holiday takes place in early October, the weather is usually still suitable for Thanksgiving. A tradition many Canadians really take part in ahead of a long winter. Plus, because the holiday falls on a Monday, the Thanksgiving feast may instead take place on a Saturday or Sunday. And a lot of people, including my family, have the Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. Because we really don't want to do it on the Monday because you know how big of a cleanup that is. And you want to just maybe just relax on the Monday you know, and eat leftovers. 
And it also, it's important to, you know, when it, whether it comes to, you know, Easter, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, is that we share the bounty with others. Like our, our local food banks. Donating non-perishable items. So other families who are, who are less fortunate can also have a meal as well. And we do that here all across Canada. I'm sure you do that in the United States and then wherever you have food banks and stuff like that, you make these donations. Whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, or Easter. Now, although you might expect hockey to take place of the traditional Thanksgiving Day uh, football, football is part of Thanksgiving tradition in Canada too. Each year, the annual Thanksgiving Day Classic Doubleheader is broadcast nationwide, wherein four teams from the Canadian Football League play for, uh, play for Thanksgiving glory. And whether it's Monday night football or whatever the case may be, you still watch the NFL. Lots of people do. And the fourth one, there's no huge post Thanksgiving shopping craze. Love them or hate them, Black Friday and Cyber Monday have become a big part of the Thanksgiving season in the United States. In Canada, however, there's no real post Thanksgiving shopping craze. Since Christmas is still so far off, that give Canadians the chance to focus purely on celebrating the beauty of early October and the harvest. I remember Thanksgiving and even potentially even this Thanksgiving, it would be nice enough to sit outside. I think it's what is it, the third, the third Thursday in the United States is Thanksgiving in November and potentially snowing depending on where you are in the United States. But of course, you've got the southern United States where it's pretty nice. But up in the northern part of the United States, in, in, in Canada, it can be it's snowing in late November. Now, no one can re, you know no one can resist a good sale for long for, for, for long in recent years the Canadian stores have started to participate in November's Black Friday and Cyber Monday too especially in 2020 with the surge online shopping and retailers may seize any opportunity to promote consumer activity around the holidays in the end no matter how when or where you celebrate it happy Thanksgiving So, I mean, we do, you know, here in Canada, um, it does differ, of course, from the American Thanksgiving and maybe other Thanksgivings around the world. I don't know. But um, I'm going to take the time to, to um, thank my blessings.
that I'm health my that I'm healthy and my family's healthy. Count my blessings. And take the time to, you know, um, see family like I do on the weekends anyways, but this particular holiday weekend, you know, I mean, we're not having a big family gathering um, this year. We haven't um, for a while because our family is just too darn big. to hold everybody at once. It'll be everybody doing their own thing this Thanksgiving, as in the past. Because not only do we have, you know, uh, grandchildren, I mean, there's great-grandchildren. You know, if we got the whole family together, we, we would have over 50 people. So we can't gather like that anyways because it's only 25 people in the household or 100 people outdoors. So it, it wouldn't work anyhow. Now, the government of Ontario is just asking everybody to celebrate safely. And oh, by the way, October also, you know, as a tradition here in North America, Halloween, that falls on the 31st of October will be allowed to go ahead again this year. So to all the kids out there, you know, just coming trick-or-treating, just go out and have fun. You know, they're still asking you to wear your mask when you come up to the doors and knocks on the door to say trick-or-treat, you know. Maybe build your costume around your mask. You know, make it fun. I always like to, you know, I always like to, you know, see kids have fun out there. I really do. You know, um, not just to go trick-or-treating, but, you know, in general for, for their overall mental health and health that even throughout this pandemic, um, you know, with the struggles children go through, you know, and we as adults, you know, you know, or just human beings, we have our own problems. And this pandemic has caused a lot of problems mentally, financially. And kids 
affected as well. When it comes to social, not having that in, in class and having their friends around. But over the, over the course of this pandemic, you know, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, we, they, they even closed the playgrounds back in March, 2020. You know, and as today, you know, all playgrounds are open. The kids got to have their summer. I mean, they got an extended summer because schools were closed back in, back in April. The starting back in September. All the summer activities, you know, they could do family vacations, all these things, all these things happening because people are getting vaccinated. You don't want to invite COVID into your home at any time, whether it's Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. You don't want COVID sitting at your dinner table. You don't want COVID joining in your indoor family activities. It's not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. Be responsible. Take the responsibility to protect yourself and your loved ones. Follow the rules out there. I I, I can't, I, you know, I, I can't wrap my head around it. The people just simply... Because personal preferences, you don't want to follow the rules. Personal preferences when it comes to vaccines. If you're not sure, talk to a healthcare professional. That's what you need to do. And hopefully that'll set your mind at ease. Stay off all these conspiracy theory sites on the on the on the internet, because they're just feeding you bullshit anyways. I mean, if you can't figure that out, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you're if you're the type of person that you you're easily falling into that trap you're easily coerced into believing conspiracy theories and misinformation you got a problem 
the more that we ignore those people out there putting that misinformation out there, maybe they'll just go away. Fact. Fact check. Things, ladies and gentlemen. Use your common sense. We all have common sense. But unfortunately, there's people out there who don't have common sense. Or that they're just completely ignorant. Stupidity falls in line with with that. Careful what you read out there. Do your homework. But thank you for joining me this Saturday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Here on the Truckers Podcast. I thank you for taking the time out of your morning to join me. You're always welcome here. And I appreciate you coming out. I'll be back out tomorrow morning here on the Truckers Podcast. I wish I could do more shows. I really do. Because, you know, during the week, it's really difficult. You know, because uh, of the hours that I put in Monday to Friday. And that because, you know, when I do a show, you know, I want to have a clear head. I don't want to be tired. You know, because, you know, the brain starts to shut down when you're tired and, and you're not concentrating, you know, and, you know, then you, you may miss a, a really important point, you know, in a discussion and stuff like that. So I wish I could do more, you know. But mostly here on the weekends is where you'll find me out here um, doing my podcast. And that, so again, I thank you um, to all my listeners um, around the world. Um, Thank you for joining me. Um, Like I said, taking the time out of your morning to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care. Be safe. And thank you.